Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm Brad Humphrey, and we're sponsored today by 4constructionpros.com and Caterpillar. In fact, we have two of their best with us today. Jason Hurtis, Lonnie Fritz, you guys still warm, ready to go? Yes, sir. We're All doing right. well, Brad. Doing well, well, for those of you listening, if you have not heard the first two parts, we're actually doing, it turned out to be a three-part series, I guess, on four areas as it relates to new equipment and technology. And in the first podcast, we talked about grade control systems, and that's a great one. You need to go back and listen to it. You can download that as well or access it. And then in the second podcast, we did payload weighing systems and telematics. And so, again, good information for you. And if you haven't subscribed to the, to the podcast, please do. But you can access those as well. Today in this, this podcast, we want to talk about drones. And, you know, we've actually discussed a little bit of it in, in, in a previous podcast, but I don't know. Am I imagining this, Jason? Every time I read something online about construction, drones seems to be the hot issue. Tell, tell us what's going on. The market continues to expand. The usage of drones continues to expand. Um, I think everybody missed the verticalness of that curve. The benefit of it. Yeah. Yeah, the reality of it. I mean, people are finding more and more usages yeah. of, of drones beyond what the software and drone manufacturers ever thought of. Yeah. the last, Literally, the last two weeks, I've read of some of our larger uh, GCs in, in the North American continent, anyway, uh, who have signed contracts with some of the foremost software people of drones that, that work with the drones industry. Um, and they're using it more and more for site maintenance site looking say it's safety it's lean it's it's all of the things it's right? so much faster and so much more cost effective than than the old methods it's I, I think that's what's driving a lot of it i mean you can fly a drone site 40 times in one day if you wanted where before an old survey you know would take you one day to get half of what you can get with a drone well a lot of the larger sub trade specialists that i that i work with and, and know more that um are using them just even doing quick for, for the quick turnaround estimating for, yep. for parking lots and garages, that kind of stuff, they're able to get that turned out faster than sending somebody out there and doing all the shoe leather walking with their little you know walker. Yeah, I think a lot of the value is, Brad, is it's, it's so much safer. Yeah. It's so much more efficient. And on top of it, they're coming out with volumes of information compared to walking around with what we thought yep. um, was the best thing. And that was a rover, you know, to take off the volume of a stockpile with a rover was huge compared to tape measures and, you know, using transits and things of trying to get close to a stockpile. Now you have a view you've never had before, yep. the accuracy you've never had before, in the minimal amount of time you've never had before in turning that data around in a very yeah. short period of time, especially as a processing software just keeps getting better and better, quicker, faster, more thorough, easier to use. It's a game changer. And, you know, one of the things both, especially for those who are using drones, um, it, it's amazing to me when I talk to owners or leaders on job sites that just says that it does, to your point, Lonnie, it gives them a perspective of a job they've never really appreciated before. You know, and that type of thing. One of the things I wanted to ask you and kind of go back to you for a minute, Jason, on the actual um, development of it, you know, a lot of the guys and gals who are listening to the podcast right now may not own a drone and maybe it won't, maybe it doesn't make sense for them to own their own drone. But what, what might be some requirements that maybe they ought to think about more than just hiring it done from time to time? Maybe, maybe they're not appreciating all that it can be done. 
When should they be making that decision? Well, the first thing they should consider is the legal requirements. I mean, it is registered and has to be monitored by, you know, the Federal Aviation Administration in the United States. Canada, it's wide open. America, South, other countries, you know, you can fly wherever you want. Um, I'm sure people have seen the signs up, you know, public beaches, no drones. Right. They don't want people, have, yeah. you know, buzzing other other things. I'm sure you've seen the lawsuits and stuff of my kids were in the pool and a guy had his drone hovering over my kids for 30 minutes. So there is some legal stuff that comes with it. But again, the benefits, you know, far outweigh all the all the drama and, and you know, one person being stupid is not going to destroy this market for sure. Um, and then you got a choice of, do I lease the drone? Do I purchase the drone? It's like any other technology. I mean, my first drone, um, a gentleman from Cat and I went together and it was $2,000 a piece. And when, when we took it out, it was 20 minutes to assemble to fly. And my current drone, you know, fits in my backpack and I'm ready to fly in about 30 seconds. Yeah. So that's yeah. just how much it's progressed. It depends on, you know, what type of cameras you want. Are you going to be taking topos? you going to be just using training videos, all that info, you know, all that information is available from the drone manufacturers and, you know, then do I buy it? Cause it's going to be outdated as soon as it lands at your doorstep. Wow. It's changing that fast. Okay. I'm asking a question. I don't know. You, I think you guys probably can answer. I don't, I, I can't. Is there an aftermarket product manufacturing for the drone industry yet? <laughs> Or when you buy the drone, you bought the drone, then that's it. Yeah, you pretty much aftermarket stuff. No, not not really. Other than other than software, maybe there's software, and then there's some attachments, you know, such as maybe prop guards or camera filters. But not like we have what we talked about on the podcast with our equipment or the car industry. I know is notorious. You purchase from one of the drone manufacturers. You're going to get the package. Yeah, and then at the same time, you have options as to the software side of it. So it's like a lot of technology of the hardware side and the software side, and you have choices to make there. Yeah, I think the drone manufacturers have been watching that market because they're constantly doing software updates trying to you know make sure the drone's up to its speed they're putting in no fly zones automatically for you collision avoidance obstacle avoidance can all be in a drone now that traditionally probably would have gone aftermarket because somebody would have done it faster but the drone lose that they didn't want to they didn't want to lose drone sales and they didn't want to lose software updates so unless it really gets out of their wheelhouse it's just smart for them to do that you know i I think i shared this with you i maybe very mentioned it you know the over almost 240 percent increase in drone use every year for the last several years that the drone manufacturers are claiming and, and i don't doubt that at all um, and again, why it's important is important or is, is I think valid for the contractor, but what, what does the next five to 10 years look like? Uh, what do you see? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's stuff coming right now, you know, infrared LIDAR ground penetrating radar from 400 feet in the air. You know, you want to know where buried utilities are. You're just going to fly it in the future. You know, there's, I work with one customer that, um, again, is using infrared, and all he does is fly his herd of cows, and he's looking for a temperature delta so he can pull that sick cow out before it contaminates the that, herd. Uh, that cow, huh? You know? That's interesting. Uh, uh, well, that yeah. means, if, that, if that's the case, then we're going to start seeing cities, towns using them for their own confirmation, I guess, of areas in the, in the city that's being developed, that kind of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Right? I mean, I'm sure you've seen in news where there's any type of accident, you know, a, a car accident, a bridge collapse, 
all all that's being flown by a drone now because they want that overhead different perspective and they can get measurements they can get all the data from one flight and it's a lot accurate than as lonnie mentioned somebody with a tape measure and a measuring wheel for example you know, yeah. well, sorry go ahead no and, and just if i could add you know maybe to new listeners out there that hadn't listened to our first um podcast on drones with applications there's a plethora of applications just touching that it stockpiles it's huge in erosion control inspections the environmental protection agency and the inspection criteria and laws around it you know you have a half inch of rain or more you're out there inspecting i know i didn't like trudging across the mud because where's the perimeter erosion barrier it's two miles off the hard pavement down a steep slope just fly the drone it's footage it's videos it's pictures just for the owners it's we talked about in an per- earlier podcast is mapping your job site just yeah. for job site layout. We get into hull roads. We get into grades. We get into idle time. Um, again, just a vast majority of applications. Uh, if we have a little plug there on applications and where are these things used and the value that comes of it. We've had so much to talk about today that we're going to keep talking. Please join us for more. You can tune in to the rest of our discussion on 4constructionpros.com or your favorite podcast outlet.